Hello, hello, and welcome to Meaning of Lucas. This is a podcast that's hosted by myself, Lucas Hickey, 32-year-old white male. Um, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but that's what I is. Um, So if you're new to this podcast, uh, welcome, and I love your faces, I love your voices, I love your smiles and your imperfections. Um, but this is going to be a episode um, all about my life as of right now. Um, so I am possibly on the verge of being deactivated from Lyft. Um, and I just want to basically tell tell the tale, tell the story of how this went down. Um, it's not, it's not going to be extreme by any means, and it's not going to be anything that you're going to, um, you're going to be like, Oh, damn, nothing like that. But basically, um, my driving history, I guess we could just go back to the beginning of my driving history. <laughs> it's not been the best. Um, I believe in my heart that I am a formula, formula one driver, that I am a NASCAR driver, that I am, um, you know, top-notch, grade-A driver, but my driving history does not reflect that. So, if I go all the way back to halfway into my senior year of high school, I was very, very late to drive. I didn't drive at 15. I didn't drive at 16. I drove at 17. I graduated high school when I was 17. I was a young, a young buck. Um, but halfway into my senior year, I got my driver's license and I got a 95 Dodge Dakota. Um, this truck was a stick shift. Not only was it a stick shift, it was bright red, fire engine red, blood red. It was a vehicle that cops see and pull over. Um, within the first six months of driving, I actually got pulled over three times and received three tickets. Um, the, the first, I think the very first, let me think, I think the very first speeding ticket I got, yeah, it was a speeding ticket. Um, I had this weird belief that a stick shift was meant to be driven as fast as possible in each gear. (laughs) So that meant if I could get it up to 40 in first gear or 30 in first gear, I was going for it. So... I uh, was leaving home, and I think I was going to work. I might have been going to work. I'm not sure. I was leaving home. I was turning on to a uh, to a uh, road. I believe the speed limit was 45, maybe 55. I want to say 45. And I turn left, and I'm going through first gear and second gear and third gear. I think by third gear, I was up to about 50 miles an hour. By fourth gear, I was doing 70, maybe 75, and I went right past a cop, and I was like, oh, that that was a cop, and then I look in my side view mirror, and I see that he turned his lights on, and I'm thinking, you know, I better slow down because it looks like he's turning around, and I'm, I'm not thinking... I'm not thinking that he's coming after me. I'm thinking maybe he's going to get a criminal. Um, 
And so I, I, at 75 miles an hour, I hit the brakes and this vehicle did not have any like brakes. Um, and I had just been only driving it, like I said, for a very short amount of time. And so the brakes lock up and I start screeching straight ahead. And I probably made like a good 20 foot plus strip, double strip from my tires. And the cop completely flips a a bitch is what we called it in California. Um, Flips a Yui um, and proceeds to come as fast as he can straight behind me. I pull off the road and then he jumps out of his car as if I am some hardened criminal who has committed multiple robberies and killed people. And he comes right up to my window and he basically is like completely disarmed when he sees that it's just this tiny little white kid um, with no beard. I didn't have a beard at the time. Just a tiny little white kid in this 95 Dodge Dakota. And he goes, uh, he goes, why'd you, why'd you lock your brakes up like that? And I go, oh, it's a new, new truck. I, I don't know the brakes yet. And, and he goes, he goes, what? he goes, man, you, you know, you know, why I pulled you over, right? I was like, kind of. And he's like, yeah, you were doing 75 on a 45. And I'm like, I was okay. All right. And so I get a speeding ticket rightfully earned. Um, and then, um, I would say maybe a month later I was on my way to school and there was a, there was a, I was at a red light and there, I needed to turn left and the traffic was so backed up that I could not get into the left turn lane. And I saw that the left turn had turned green and I knew I would miss it because it wasn't one of those once it goes green, yellow, red, it goes back to being a left turn again. Um, so, you know, I'm like late for school almost and, you know, I'm in my truck and I'm like, I've seen people go into the median because this was a grass median. I've seen people go into the median a little bit in order to make the, the left turn. And I'm like, I got a truck. I'm, I'm badass. I can do this. So I pop over the solid yellow into the median, you know, maybe a foot off road. Um, and I gun it towards the green light. <laughs> I of course miss the green light and stop at the red light first car at the red light. And then I'm sitting there music blaring. Um, and I look in the rear view and I see a police motorcycle with its lights on directly behind me. I'm like, what, what is that? And he gets off his motorcycle. He comes over to my car and I roll the window down cause I didn't have electric windows. I had a manual <laughs> double manual on this vehicle. Um, turn the music off and, and he says, uh, he says, uh, that was an interesting maneuver you did back there. You crossed over a solid yellow, blah, blah, blah. And you know, that's, that's a moving violation and whatever. And I was like, oh, I was just trying to make the green light. I'm trying to get to school. And of course, he gives zero fucks and goes back to his motorcycle and begins to write out a moving violation ticket. And he comes back and he's like, 
He hands it to me and he goes, he goes, you better understand that I will 100% be at court if you show up. So you better, for your best interest, you better pay this um, through the mail because that's how you do it back then. Pay it through the mail and um, that's going to save your butt. You know, they always give you some weird like, weird like ultimatum or something, you know, like if you don't pay it, then it's going to be twice as much money or something, you know. And so you know, so, so, so I think, I think, uh, I think we missed maybe like two green lights and possibly caused people behind us to, um, to miss the green lights too. I'm not sure. It was, it was very strange. You know, whenever a cop approaches me, my heart rate goes to a hundred thousand beats per minute and I stop thinking clearly. Um, but anyway, so get the ticket go to school and begin the process of telling everyone that I can about the whole situation. And people are telling me, Oh, you should go to court, go to court. You know, there's a high probability that they're not going to show up, that he's not going to show up. And I'm thinking I've never been to court. Well, I have been to court, but I've never been to court on my own. I've never gone to court on my own as a choice. I've only gone because I was forced to, um, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, um, so I'm thinking, okay, am I, am I going to go to court? You know, I don't want to pay the $150 ticket and I don't want it to be on my record, blah, blah. So, um, I'm debating it, debating it. And then I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. And it turned out it was on a Friday and it was around, I think it was around five o'clock or something. It was weird. It was like the perfect time, um, for me to go to court and worst time for him to go to court, I would imagine. But anyways, so the court literally was like six blocks from my school. So I was able to get out of school, go home, eat, um, you know, get, get dressed in, you know, nice looking clothes and then drive myself to court. And so I go into the courthouse and it's like a really tiny, tiny little courthouse. Like you, I don't, you wouldn't even probably recognize it if you saw it. It was really interesting. And there's like tons of people in there. And I'm like immediately third in line. Um, and so there's two people that go up to the to the judge and they plead, um, they plead their case. And um I don't remember exactly what was going on, but they just, you know, pled their case. And then they called me and I go and stand up there. And it all happened so fast. It was like a blur. And then I was out of there. And basically, they're like, they said some jargon that I didn't understand. And then they said um, some more jargon that I didn't understand. And then I said, wait, I can leave? And they're like, yeah, you can leave. And it's been thrown out. I was like, what does that mean? That means I don't have to pay the money. That means I don't get the ticket. They're like, yeah, the police officer never showed up. I was like, yes, yes. It was like a scene in the movie where I ran out of the, well, walked out of the courthouse, threw my hands in the air and just, just screamed and re rejoiced. I was so happy. Um, and I, and it wasn't just necessarily the money, which of course that was really big because back then $150 was everything to me. Like I didn't have squat. Um, but it was the fact that I had won. I had defeated the cops for the first time in my entire life. I got something over on these cops and that was huge. I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. 
So, um, so I go home and have a great weekend and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was like a month later, I'm, I was doing landscaping at the time and I had to go from where I lived to where my clients were, which I think I had like two or three at the time. Um, but it was, um, it was a 40 minute, roughly 40 minute drive, 35, 40 minute drive to get there. And back then I was always rushing. Everything was a rush. I never was driving in any sort of like, I got a half an hour to spare. Nope. I was like, I'm going to be late every single time. And, um, so Indianapolis has 465 and 465 is basically a loop that goes all the way around the city and goes around the, the, um, the Indianapolis zip code, basically. Um, it's, it's like an oval ish. Um, but anyway, so I have to go from the back roads to a main road and then get onto 465 and I go around this loop and then I enter 465 and it's, I think it's four lanes at that point. So the way that I always got onto 465 was I just quickly worked my way to the fast lane and then got up to about 75, 80 miles an hour. And then I was good to go. I wasn't going to bother anybody behind me and I was going to, you know, be moving quick enough that I would get to work on time. So, um, in the process of getting up to that speed, we go under two bridges. So the first bridge is really quick and I'm probably in the second lane at that second from the fast lane at that point, the middle lane. And, um, then just as I hit the fast lane, we're going towards a second bridge and that's where cops like to hide. They like to sit in the shadows and literally wait for dumb kids with a 95 Dodge Dakota that's bright red to come barreling down the road straight at them. And so I'm barreling down the road. I'm going, you know, 70, 72, 74, 75. And I think I might've been even hit 80. I'm not sure. Um, and just as I hit maximum speed, I, I look up ahead under the bridge. There is a, there's a person standing and then there's a motorcycle. And I'm, I've seen this before where, you know, people like to stop under bridges if it's raining or if it's too sunny, or if they need to make a phone call, they get off their motorcycle they make a phone call real quick, whatever. Um, and I'm driving past and I'm slowing down, of course, and I look over and it's a police officer with his radar gun out and his motorcycle. And he almost walks into the fast lane as he's pointing and waving me over to pull over. He's doing the hand gestures. And I'm partially thinking he can't be talking to me. He can't be talking to me, but I pull over anyways. And I think he pulled over maybe one person behind me. I'm not sure. So I pull over and he eventually makes his way up to my car and he looks at me and he says, gotcha. And I look at him and I go, Oh, you're the cop. He's like, yes. And then he goes, he goes, and you got me on the last one. I didn't show up for court, but I can guarantee you, I will show up for the next one. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) he got me. He got me completely. And, um, and so he wrote me out the ticket 
and I was like, I can't fight this one. I'm he's gonna show up. Um, I'm gonna pay it. So I did. I ended up paying it, and um, I think my baby boy just woke up from his nap. Well, he's still halfway into his nap, so he probably will just do a quick cry and go back down. But anyways, okay, back to the story. Um, stay-at-home dad problems. Um, so anyways, I so I get the ticket. I pay the ticket on, through the mail. I'm like, all right, whatever. I got you know this, whatever. Um, and then I think it was a long time after that. It was quite a ways after that that I got my next speeding ticket. And that one was just absolutely bizarre. I was driving with my dad and I was in my 2003 Chevy Silverado, also red. Um, and there was a cop next to me. It was a state trooper. And I remember I was, I was getting on this road. It was 40 miles an hour. And me and my dad were talking about cell phones and we were trying to figure out a problem. And we're driving on this 40 mile an hour road uh, probably eight minutes from our house. Um, I was staying, I was living at my dad's at that time and we had, we had just figured out a way to fix this problem. And I was, you know, um, hungry. We hadn't eaten lunch. We were going to go home and eat lunch. And we had just solved this problem. And we were like, our two heads were so deep into the thought of fixing this problem. We had just come from sprint and, um, like right when I realized how to fix the problem, I start to drive a little bit faster and a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And I completely forget that there was a cop next to me. So what it looked like was I just decided to gun it, um, out of nowhere. And so, um, I come around this bend and I'm probably doing 55, 60 at this point. Um, keeping up with traffic. I'm not, I'm not by any means doing anything dangerous. I, I just out of nowhere started to accelerate a little bit more. So then I see, um, headlights behind me. I see cop lights and I get pulled over and I had completely forgotten that the cop was next to me completely. Like it wasn't even a thought. So I thought this cop was on the side of the road waiting to bust people. So this state trooper puts his hat on, he comes up to the side of my car and he tells me, he's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he, and he goes, you didn't see me. And I was like, wait, were you back there on the side of the road, you know, waiting to pull people over? He's like, no, I was right next to you. And then you just gunned it out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, right. And my, and at this point, my brain literally like went into a fog. Like, I, I don't know if I was in a diabetic coma or what. It was weird. It was very weird. I, I literally couldn't think at all. And so he, he kept asking me questions and my brain just shut down. It wouldn't work. And so he probably thought I was on drugs or something because I was not responding to him correctly at all. And he was screaming at me, just absolutely screaming at me, you know, um, and then he goes back to his car. He looks at my record. He comes back. He says, you know, is this your company? I had my um, landscaping business at the time. I said, yeah, that's this is my company. He goes, oh, well, you're going to need a license to drive. And he said, you know, if I give you a ticket, your points are going to go over. He said, I suggest that you do a 
driving course to lower your points. And so I go ahead and so then, you know, so then he goes from screaming at me to being super nice to me and trying to help me out and not give me a ticket at all and let me go. So it, it was just like super, super bizarre, completely weird. Um, and then I went through a long period after that where I did not get a ticket at all. Started driving for Uber. Didn't get a ticket at all. Then I started driving for Lyft and UPS. And um, I was doing I was doing a drive from Indy to Columbus, uh, Ohio. And I was headed home. And I was looking at the GPS and I was like, okay, I'm going to get home at 930. So that means that I'm going to swing by subway. I'm going to pick up my, my sub and I'm going to head home, which was a routine I had been doing for the past year. I was obsessed with subway, couldn't get enough. Um, and so I drive, so I'm, I'm driving like a bat out of hell. Okay. And, and I was driving in my Honda fit and there was zero wind and the air density was very low or something because I was flying through 70. I was going 70 East. I was flying. I was like a silver bullet and people were just seeing like little shimmers as I was flying down the road. I was probably doing 95 to hundred miles an hour average. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. And then all of a sudden I hit a clump of trucks. And if you've ever been on a two lane interstate, um, these trucks are all regulated at different speeds. So some can go 65, some can go 62, some can go 85 if they want, they have no regulations on some. So you're constantly dealing with these trucks overpassing over other trucks and it takes them forever at times to pass like five minutes almost. It feels like, so I'm doing 90, 95 miles an hour. And I'm thinking that when the truck looks in their side view, they're going to see me barreling down the road like a bullet and they're going to not pull out to pass because as a vehicle driver, not a truck driver, I'm a vehicle driver. If I'm in the slow lane, I look over, I can tell when a car is going fast. You can just tell and you choose not to go out because you're like, they're going to go by me any second. So you wait till they go by and then you pull out, especially when I am the only vehicle on the road. Okay. I was the only vehicle. So, um, so I hit this clump of trucks and this truck pulls out and I was new to driving on the interstates at this point. And so I took it as, as an attack. I took it as he saw me coming fast and he pulled out anyways and made me go from a perfect speed to a terrible speed. And, you know, I'm trying to get home and get my subway on and, so I'm barreling, so I'm barreling up behind him, laying on the horn, getting over onto the left so he can see me laying on the horn again and again and again, um, which I've now realized is considered um, aggressive driving. And you can actually get a ticket for what I was doing. Not only was I speeding, but I was barreling on the horn and I was being aggressive. And I, I think that's actually a three strike. And if a cop sees you doing that, you can actually get completely, um, I think you can lose your license for that. It's actually really severe. Um, but I of course did not know that at the time. So, um, 
so I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm, like I said, new to driving on the interstates. Um, and I'm barreling down the, the behind this truck. And then finally the truck gets out of the way and I'm gunning it back up to 60. Okay. We're going to have to take a quick pause. I got to go deal with my kid. I will be right back. Okay, I am back. We had a code brown, code brown. That boy was losing his mind, um, but he's back asleep now. He fell asleep very fast. Um, yeah, normally he does about a two-hour nap. We're only at hour one right now, which is why I'm doing this episode. But anyways, back to the story. So I'm laying on the horn. The guy finally moves out of the way, and I begin to gun it once again. I'm going 85, 95, 100, and by no means am I what what I would declare, or I, I'm, by no means am I a dangerous driver, okay? I only push my vehicles as fast as they are stable. So if, if, if I'm going 80, 85, and I have zero vibration, I have zero rattle, I have zero fear, then I'm going to push it more and I'm going to push it to the point where I feel like, okay, this vehicle can't handle it. I need to slow down. And that's kind of how I deal with everything in life. Um, I, I utilize the tools I have to their maximum without going past the point And I, cause I'm not going to break it. So anyways, so the vehicle is responding to my speed and is telling me you're doing good. Keep going. And of course, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. I got my music blaring. Um, usually um, when I'm driving, I have some form of progressive um, techno or, or or dance music going that just, you know, oh, I love, I love Lane 8. If you don't know who they are, you should look them up. They're phenomenal. Um, and and Pirata? 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 I don't know. I don't know how to say their name. But anyways, um, so I'm back at it again, and then boom, up ahead, I see another clump of trucks, and the whole process starts again. And I didn't realize that trucks have a CB radio. I mean, I, I knew that, but I didn't, it never was something that I thought about. And just as just as easily as, as calling ahead to tell the trucks ahead, hey, this jackass in this silver Honda Fit just honked his horn and act like crazy person behind me. And he's coming up towards you guys, get ready and, and pull out in front of him. Now, I'm not sure if they did that, but it became very apparent very quickly that that's probably what they did. Because when I got up to the, this next clump, this truck pulled out like, like he was messing with me. Let's put it that way. He pulled in the fast lane and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to slow down and maybe honk my horn to say, Hey, I was coming. And so then the truck just, you know, takes his sweet ass time and gets around. So then I gun it again. I'm going 85, 95, hundred. And I come up to another clump of trucks and this truck pulls out in front of me. And, um, well, I should, I should mention that as I was coming up to the third clump of trucks, I thought, how can I tell them that a, I'm going fast. B, I'm here. Like I, I'm, I'm a vehicle that is here. So I thought, this is what I thought. I thought I'm going to turn on my high beams. That'll do it. They'll see the high beams very clearly and they will act accordingly. Like, Hey, don't pull out in front of this guy. He's 
he's doing something crazy. So high beams on, come up to the third clump, and that didn't work at all. I think that pissed them off because when you turn the high beams on, it goes all the way up to their side mirrors. So their low beams will never hit their side mirrors. So high beams is like a thing that they don't like. So I got my high beams on and I'm coming up to the third clump and this truck pulls out and, you know, I, I give him a little, a little F you horn tap and, and let him know that I'm there. And, uh, that's when I realized like, he's not going around the clump of trucks. He's literally just going slower and slower. And I see him actually hit the brakes. I think he brake checked me. Um, so then I look over onto the the right lane and I see yeah there's a gap between him and the next truck and he's not even trying to close the gap and he's not trying to get around them he's literally messing with me so I am I go over into the the right lane and he pulls over to the right lane and then I go back to the left lane and he pulls back to the left lane and we do this like two or three more times and I'm like oh my god this truck is trying to kill me like this has gone past just you know, uh, fun play or aggressive driving. This is legit craziness. So then, um, he once again goes into the slow lane as I go in and the fast lane, and then I go back and then I go for a third and I get the opening and I'm literally like over the bumpity bumps into the shoulder, gunning it as fast as I can, because I'm thinking this guy's going to try to run me off the road. I got to get past him. And as I'm coming up towards his car or towards his, his door, he has his window down and he has some kind of like strobe light flashlight that he is blasting into the, the, um, into my car, like through the sunroof into my car. And he's flipping me off and he's screaming out his window and I'm just gunning it. Like, Oh my God, I didn't realize truckers could do this. Like I didn't think this would happen. Um, and so I'm gunning it past him and I am just like, oh, I finally, you know, made it. Um, and so then I continue 85, 95 miles an hour and I get a phone call from my fiance and um, I start telling her about the crazy trucks and all this stuff. And and I lose track of my speed and I'm going like 82, 81 miles an hour. And I'm just like super into, um, my conversation. And, um, and then I hang up the phone and I, that's when I noticed like there's a car literally an inch from my bumper. Like it was directly behind me to the point where I couldn't see the headlights. So I'm thinking this is some jackass trying to, um, show me up and say, Oh, you, you, you're in a Honda fit. You can't drive fast. Cause a lot of people think little cars, they're going to be more timid or, or not as aggressive. And I, I'm like, no, I'm going to drive aggressive in any vehicle I have. So I begin to gun it and I'm going from 82 to, um, no, I guess I was going slower than that. Anyways. I, yeah. So I was going maybe 78. So I get to 82 I get to 88, I get to 89, I get to 90, and then I hit 92, and boom, the lights go on. It's a cop car. And I'm just like, no, you have got to be kidding me. This is insane. So I pull over, and as I pull over, I hear a 
truck horn honk and I look over and the dude is flipping me off out his window and he's getting all the satisfaction in the world as I sit there and my heart rate begins to go up to a thousand beats per minute and I roll the window down and the cop approaches and he goes he goes what's going on he's like he's like I thought for sure that you were trying to pass that truck so I was like all on board to, you know, let you gain speed and pass that truck. And then you didn't. And then you proceeded past 90. And that's when I pulled you over. And I go, yeah, I thought you were some jackrabbit on my tail trying to mess with me. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. So I got my window down. I can't see anything because he's got his light blasting in my side mirror and in the back of my car. But I hear him go back and start talking to someone else, like not on the radio, just literally talking. And he's telling the story of what I just told him, you know, and he's like telling them whatever. And I'm like, who is back there? And, you know, 10 minutes go by and and he comes back and and he has the ticket written out or printed out. And he goes, um, he goes, uh, he goes, first of all, I I just want to let you know that that the the four cop cars behind you are not for you we were all going to a christmas party and we just happened to run into you so don't think that they're all back there because of you and i'm like there's four cop cars back there and he's like yeah so now i'm thinking that truck is like yeah they all got him um and uh so then he tells me he's like he's like you know if you hadn't gone over 90 i wouldn't be writing you a ticket right now i would have just let you go but because you went over 90, I have to give you a ticket. And I'm just like, oh, no, this is this is the worst, the absolute worst. And so then, you know, the cop gives me the ticket and they all four take off and I pull over into the slow lane. And I literally think I went 62 miles an hour the whole way home. I was so GD pissed off. I was just I was fuming. I was fuming. I was like, this is the worst. And as I tell the story right now, as I tell the story, I, I, I just got some clarity. And the clarity is that if those trucks hadn't gotten in my way, I possibly would have been far enough ahead of those cops and not gotten pulled over. Or, 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 I may have been pulled over for going 100. So either, the, either those trucks saved me <laughs> or they screwed me over. We'll never know. But anyways, so that was the speeding ticket. And then fast forward one year later, um, I have my baby boy. It's the springtime and daddy's got to go out and work. Um, and so I'm going out and I'm trying to just earn a hundred bucks. Like, I'm just like, if I can get a hundred bucks in my pocket from Lyft, I'm going to be okay. And um, I'm in this warehouse district in Plainfield, Indiana, and I'm going to pick up someone and they're going like 35 minutes northeast. So it's about 4.15, 4.20 in the afternoon. And um, and I'm like, okay, I got to make time because I don't want to hit traffic and I want to get this guy home um, you know, fast and I want to, you know, just keep this 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 money train going because it's a good run. And so I'm on a, you know, a four lane, um, 
uh, I think it was like a 40 mile an hour section, you know, two going one direction, two going the other. And I'm in the, the, the right lane, uh, slow lane. And there's a car who is going unbelievably slow. I think he was going 30 miles an hour. And so I wait for traffic on the other lane to, to go and I gun it around him. And, um, I think I was like two cars behind them actually. And I gun it around and I'm going full speed and I look over to my left and there's a cop who's about to make a left turn. And I look at my speed, I'm going like 60 in a 40. And so I immediately start to slow down. He flips a UE so quickly, like he had planned to do that, turns his lights on. It's an SUV cop. He comes up and, you know, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, lift driving. He's like, do you know what speed you're going? I was like, um, I was like 60. He goes, you're going 62, um, blah, blah, blah. And he basically, and I got my lift rider in the back and he basically comes up and he's like, you know, I have to give you a ticket. Here it is. Um, he's like, I wish I could give you less, but I, I can't, I have to give you this ticket. And I, that's when I realized he was sitting in the left turn lane, acting like he's going to make a left turn, never going to make one, just pull people over, like pull me over basically. Um, so that was, um, that was, you know, the first ticket in, I think 2019. Yeah. First ticket in 2019. Um, second ticket in two years, which is not good. Um, so then now we'll fast forward all the way to this last ticket. So I was driving for Lyft and it was about 7 PM. Normally I like to eat Chipotle between seven and 9 PM. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a slightly low income, impoverished area. Um, and I know there's a Chipotle up the street and it's a good one. I like it a lot and I really, really, really have to pee. So I'm gunning it up this road really fast. I got my lift on just in case I get someone, I might take it. I sure enough get someone and I decide I'm not going to take it because I have to go pee so bad that I'm not going to wait. So I cancel on that person, turn off the lift app. I think the lift app was messing with me too. And my phone was messing up. So I was dealing with a bunch of stuff. I had to pee. I was pissed off. And I come up to um, Michigan and 86th Street and um, and I see that that because I'm trying to make a right turn. So I see that the there's vehicles making a left turn. OK. And that means that there is no one going to be making um, they're making a left turn basically towards me. So that means I I'm protected by them making the left turn, which means no cars are going to be coming at me. So in my mind, I'm treating this as they're making a left. So I'm going to make a right turn. Um, and I should have a green and there should be most intersections have a green right turn arrow when there is left turners going on. And so I come up and I'm assessing the intersection in, in, micro speed. Like I am just processing this so fast and I see it's clear. I don't come to a full stop. I turn right and I continue to gun it to the next light, which I need to take a left on. And I'm like, Whoa, it's green. I'm getting lucky. So I make the left turn. And then as soon as I 
get halfway into the intersection, I see the lights go on behind me. And I'm like, okay, what the hell just happened? I made a proper left turn on green. I should not be getting in trouble for that. And so out jumps a cop so fast, comes up to the window and is basically like, um, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no, that light was green. He goes, no, 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 back there, 86 and Michigan, um, you took, <clears throat> excuse me, you took a right turn um, on a no right turn on red and you didn't come to a full stop. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, hold on. I'm not going to keep you up. I'll be right back. So he goes back to his car and writes out a ticket faster than anyone's ever written out a ticket and comes back to me and basically gives me some bullshit and is like, you know, what, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I have to pee like really bad and I'm hungry. And he's like, oh, you're going to Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, no, Chipotle. And he's like, oh, and you know, gave zero Fs about the situation, didn't care about anything and just wrote me out a ticket. And that's when I noticed he's driving like an old blacked out Crown Vic from like the early 2000s. If you saw this car, you would think, oh, that's just some dude um, driving an old cop car. You would never think this was an actual cop. Um, he came out of nowhere too. He was not behind me as I was driving up to the inter intersection, which means he was sitting and waiting for someone like me to make this, 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 uh, turn. And so I, I go, you know, into Chipotle, get my food and then look it up online a couple weeks later. And it's like some insane $250 or something or $200, um, something outrageous. And that's when I realized it's actually two tickets. He gave me a ticket for no turn on red and failing to come to a full stop. And it wasn't until a little bit later after those two weeks that I realized like this is a impoverished area. This is people who, if they do get pulled over, there's a chance that there's going to be drugs or other, other paraphernalia on them and they can bust them for it or simply give them a ticket that they cannot afford to pay, which means they're going to possibly end up doing jail time, which is going to benefit the jails. So as all this stuff's going through my mind, I'm thinking that this is, this is something that if I was in a wealthy area like Carmel, Indiana, this would never happen. They would never do the, the, what they're doing here. Not, not to mention the fact that if it was in a wealthy area, there would have been a right turn on red arrow it would have been a green arrow for you to turn right because the other vehicles are turning left. And so the more and more I thought about this, I'm thinking this is what cops are doing in these poor areas. They are pulling people over for insane reasons and they're giving them, they're throwing the book at them because they're hoping to continue their, their um, inmate population in the jails. There's no other reason for someone to be driving around in an old cop car, right? And pulling people over for reasons that are not endangering anyone around them. If you, if you saw the way I made the turn, you'd be like, yeah, he recognized that they were making a left turn, which meant that he was completely free and clear to make his right turn. Yeah, I didn't come to a full stop, but like I said, there should have been a green light there. This is a this is a failure of 
the the city um, of the the county, whatever it is, to fix this light system. The light system is also not updated to the quicker light system. It is an older traffic light system. And so I felt like I would I fell into a trap that they're hoping other people fall into and it it, it just it, it just became just gross. So um little did I know that this caused my points to go from 10 to 14 and um I get a notification saying that you are going to be suspended unless you take a driving course. Um so I take a driving course online lower my points back down to 10. And, um, then I'm, I continue to drive for lift and I'm thinking that's odd that I didn't get, or not odd, but that's great that I didn't get in trouble with lift for all this. And just yesterday I went to turn on lift like I do every Thursday to try to make my money to, you know, pay the bills and, and feed my kid and, and take care of my life. And, um, Lyft says, no, you've been, your, your driving record is, is, is bad. And you're under, um, you're, they're going to look into your, your driving record to see if you can even drive anymore. So I go and look and, and basically they're saying, you know, you have X amount of points and I'm thinking, well, I lowered it. So hopefully fingers crossed that they will see that I lowered it and not deactivate me. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm waiting for an email that they're supposedly going to send in order to tell me whether I've been um, deactivated or not. And if I get deactivated, I don't necessarily have a plan B. You know, my my jobs are driving. It's Lyft and UPS. Those two combined are perfect. And by no means would I consider myself a dangerous driver Um, I've never been in a wreck with any Lyft riders. I've never had any problem while driving for Lyft, except for that one time I got pulled over, but that was an exception to the rule. Um, and so, you know, I have a five-star rating. I've picked up over 8,000 people and, um, I constantly get high reviews from, from people I pick up. And so in my personal time, maybe I speed maybe I don't stop fully, but I don't believe that that should be applied to my work job, you know, but I I get it. I get it. You don't want to have dangerous people driving people around and possibly killing people. I understand that hundred percent. So right now I'm just like, you know, going through like all the steps of what I would do if I didn't have lift and, you know, can I make it with just UPS and all this stuff. So Hopefully I get an email that says, you know, we reviewed it. You lowered your points. Good job. You're okay. Um, if I get a deactivation email, then I have to go through the process of telling them I lowered my points and can you review it again? And maybe they'll be able to do it and reinstate me. So hopefully this doesn't happen because I truly need, um, my, ability to drive for lift. And I also am, I feel like I've grown because now I'm super paranoid about speeding and doing any kind of traffic stuff. So now I feel like I am, when I'm not driving for lift, I feel like I'm, um, driving very careful and respectful. So, um, I've learned, um, and 
I'm just asking the universe, you know, please do not deactivate me from Lyft. This is my, this is my um, bread and butter, basically. So I think that's going to be the end of this episode. Um, this was a long one, a lot of stories. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, and as always, I thank you so much for lending me your ears and I will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. This is an ad for Meaning of Lucas. Meaning of Lucas is a podcast that you are obviously listening to. And I, Lucas, would thank you so much if you supported me in any way. Um, You can go to Patreon and support me. Uh, There's a link on my page. Um, Or you could also go to Anchor and support me there. Um, Any amount would help, um, whether it's a monthly or yearly or just a single donation that would be absolutely amazing. Um, I'm just trying to increase my my quality and and make my episodes better so that you guys get better. <laughs> so yeah, it would be amazing if you guys you know supported me in any way. So that's it. That's my ad. Um, I thank you so much once again, like always, for for listening, lending me your ears and. I love you guys.